You are now listening to the Purpose Edits Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweet to be successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game that's messing with it and get through it. Welcome to the Perfect Edits Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. What up, homie? How we doing today? Can't complain at all, man. Just living okay. like brother. Making okay. it through this quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. Man, this quarantine is no joke, man. This guy, it's got people gaining weight. It's got people losing weight. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm trying to run from the gaining part. <laughs> I'm trying to run from the losing part. <laughs> My problem is working from home. I don't, I don't, I don't get up. I don't take a break. I just keep working because there's a part of this that don't feel like I'm working because I'm yeah. at home. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just going. So like, if I just go downstairs to grab a bite to eat, I don't consider that lunch. Gotcha. I just, I'm at home. I went and grabbed a bite to eat and I'm back on the computer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, my problem being home is I'm just sitting down. Like I'm not moving around. Usually I'm walking around, seeing this kid, seeing that kid and having this meeting. But it's like, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm confined to a chair in a room, an office. Yeah. So, um, you know, but we'll make it through just like any other day. Just keep yeah, it pushing. We yeah, we will, man. Hey, let me ask you this now. As you've been cooped up, stranded in the house have has that caused you to not be able to find good content good entertainment no we stay with the content and the entertainment bro like um what do you mean when you mean content as in creating content or content as content to watch content to feed your soul oh yeah no no we we stay finding that because i i just as i think i mentioned this in the last episode at some point in time when we was talking i really believe that this time of quarantine is a time to really allow us to reflect and to just do an inventory and, 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 and get things going. We might be starting new projects, closing out projects, finding some new ways to make money. So I've been, I've been more productive from the sense of finding things to motivate me and changing Mm -hmm. my mindset in these last three weeks. than I've probably been all year. I agree. I absolutely agree. It it has the environment and all the infrastructure to be more creative and promote creativity, like we said uh, in the last podcast uh, episode, or might have been one before that. You know, with our our food for thought, our quote. You know, uh, uh, convention makes no room for creativity. Mm-hmm. So. I do agree with that. However, as I look on social media from time to time, and you know, I'm not on there a whole lot, but when I do get on there, it feels like, yes, people have, are being more creative to start a new ideas, but I still see, it seems like the nonsense has escalated because people have more time. Which, which is, which actually transitions well to what blows my mind. And what's blowing my mind right now is just some of the nonsense and the comments and the conspiracy oh. theories and just the uh, everybody. It just feels like right now everybody's trying to get the next big word and just be right. That's it. 
there's there's doesn't feel to be much content so like i have been trying to get off of social media or at least limit my access because i'll be be honest when i'm not on there i feel like i'm missing something but i've been trying to limit my access to social media just because there's just a lot of stuff out there right now bro Mm -hmm. i don't i've never been one that was big on it i mean i wasn't on it for like eight, nine, 10 years consistently, like I had nothing, right? And then I got back on and don't get me wrong, it's good to reconnect with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely promoted some different ideas that I've had, but I don't get on it often. Every now and then I get on it, honestly, to clear my mind. Like me scrolling through social media is equivalent to playing um, um, one of those games on your phone that you just killing time, you know? Yeah, yeah. I get, yeah. A, I get a couple scrolls in and then I get annoyed and I'm off. Got you. No. <laughs> I can Got go you. easily scrolling through social media sometimes. Yeah, and I, I'm the idiot that goes up the rabbit hole and start replying to messages or or uh, putting something else out there yeah. on call. And no, I, I see I'm you that too. Guy. Yeah. And I see you too. And I go look at, look at him. I'm standing over there like, yeah. Look at this fool. He he gonna respond to that dumb comment. Watch, watch. Look, yep. look. Yep, he responded. God dang it. I'm I'm the guy over in the corner. Shame. <laughs> I have a lot of friends that tell me that. I have a lot of friends that tell me that. But you know, sometimes it is just I I do it to learn. I do it to learn about people and where they're coming from. And I try my very best although I do tackle a lot and I do respond a lot and I do post a lot. I try to not be very clear in what I think. Yeah. Whereas I'm trying to throw my opinion on somebody. I'm really just trying to learn and understand what's going on around me because what's missing right now is a lack of understanding. And that just happens on a lot of different levels. And that's just where I'm at on social media. I, I, I use it as a tool to learn and observe. I mean, but I think it's, I think it's pretty evident right now that a lot of people, as you stated earlier, are focused on who's right as opposed to what's right. hundred percent. And I think that that's the the number one mistake, which is a selfish mentality to have. Just focusing on who's right. We're going to go back and forth. You, man, one of the first, one of the first times we hung out way back in the day, you had Jay-Z on and this, you turned me on to this. He he says this in a lyric, man shouldn't argue with fools because from a distance you can't tell who is who. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you put me onto that. And so like when I see social media and I see some of those comments, that's what that's what pops in my head. I'm not about to jump into that. Even though I might be neutral with my opinion, it might be good dialogue. Some of that stuff, it ain't worth going down that rabbit hole because arguing with a fool from a distance, we don't know who's the fool. And I, yeah, and I refuse yeah, yeah. to be the fool or even be perceived in that circle. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm guilty. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I'm guilty. I'm, I'm working on it. I'll let you do it. I'll let you do it. But don't get me wrong. Just know that I'm also in the background waiting on somebody to get wrong. And then I'm going to come. I'm going to come swooping in. <laughs> no doubt. I'm going to come swooping in. Hey, hey you, you, I can say that about him. You can't say that. About him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It, it, it's just interesting. It's just interesting dialogue. Like I'm looking at these messages sometimes and I'm just like, whoa really yeah yeah really like it it amazes me how two people you know you talk about perception and perspective two people can be looking at the exact same thing or hearing the exact same thing and have 
two completely different takeaways. And, and that, I mean, that in and, in and of itself is worth the ride sometimes. So, but you know, I'm working on it. I gotta, I gotta get out of it and be more productive because there's nothing else I could be doing something else as opposed to being on social media and responding. You know, I know, I know our conversation is meant to be short. So forgive, forgive me, but like today's topic, I definitely want us to jump into, but we might go a little bit longer. And the only reason I say that is because you just said something, right? You just said the difference between perception and perspective. And, and, and I kind of want to explore that, like, especially for our listeners, right? You think about that. Those two things seem very similar in your opinion, your eyes, what's the difference between perception and perspective? Um, bro, I don't know. Um, and I said it differently. So obviously I think it's different. Um, perception, perspective, perception, how you're perceived. I think when I think of perception, I think it's more of who you are and what you do and what the outside sees. Mm-hmm. Perspective is more so how you actually see things. Mm-hmm. And what is really ticking. So perception is outward and perspective is more inward, if that makes sense. Okay. I do. It does. It does. So for me, when I think about those two terms, I, I think the the key link to those is experience. And it's either you have it or you don't. And perception is usually with lack of experience and or information perspective is you have experience in it therefore you have perspective on the situation which is what causes 99 percent of my arguments on facebook they lack perspective they lack perspective and because they don't have an idea of what it is i'm talking about or have never experienced what i'm talking about they therefore dismiss what i'm saying or Mm -hmm. dismiss my point of view and that's typically when i go after it so that that's that's big but see, it's not just on Facebook. I think that that's life. I think that oh, that's life. People, Absolutely. people lack perspective, which really, in essence, we're saying they lack experience in the situation. You have no knowledge, no direct experience or information on it. You're yep. just spitting out what you think, which is what your you think perception is. Yep. Yep. of the situation. That's how, that's how people get judged or misjudged. That's how assumptions get formed and all of that stuff, right? It's a lack of perspective. And I think we could be in such a much better place as a people and a society if we all valued perspective, which means we all value gaining more experience and more knowledge. And you put someone else's views in front of you. Oh, my gosh. Try to understand what not not. And there's a difference. We're not listening to respond. We're listening to understand. Yes. Two different things. I think too yeah. many times, and I'll say we're all guilty of it, um, to a to a to a to a fault. Yeah. The goal is that when somebody is speaking, you listen to understand where they're coming from. Yeah. The the best quote I've ever heard: "Seek first to understand in order to be understood." Yes, absolutely. But in order to do that, though, that requires patience. Mm-hmm. Right. That requires a little bit of selflessness because mm-hmm. you have to be willing to give up the amount of time you may or may not have to speak your opinion and your thoughts to allow that other person to get all of their thoughts and feelings out first. Right. Mm-hmm. You allowing somebody to go first. Like it just made me think about remember, remember back in elementary school, the teacher would tell you to line up. Right. And everybody wanted to be what? 
Everybody wanted to be first. First, yeah. First one yeah, in line. Yeah. You wanted to earn whatever it was during the day yeah. so that you could be first in line. But mm-hmm. you remember those few times that you and somebody else got there first and you decided to take a step back and say, all right, you have it, right? Maybe mm-hmm. it was first come, first serve. How many, how many times in our lives, even now as adults, that two people arrive at the same point, have access to the same opportunity? but we also got an opportunity to allow the other person to go first. How many of us choose that? Mm, yeah. I don't I, think, I, I, I don't think I, many. As I sit back and watch the world, I think a lot of people don't. I think a lot of people say, I got here first. Yeah. I got to the stoplight first, regardless if the driving rule says the person to the right or this, or the person, you know, who, who literally got there first gets the right away. tie goes to the runner in baseball. Right. Yeah. There's very few of us who say, no, you go ahead. Yeah. I, don't, I know I got here first. Yeah. But you go ahead. I think we, we lack so much perspective if we could just gain that back. Listen, if you if you listening to us right now, think about your life. Do a self-assessment. Talk to your friends, your circles. Look at, look at who you run with and, and the things that y'all promote. More importantly, look at yourself and say, do I let people go first? Do I have perspective or am I operating off of perception? Mm. Sorry that that went left, but again, I, I I thought that that conversation was so worth it. So let's do this. Let's jump into today's topic. Today's topic, right? Low hanging fruit. Low hanging fruit. Now I've heard this term thrown out a number of different times, a number of different ways, and I think it has a lot to do with the context. And this was one that you you brought up. You wanted to bring on the show because it's been burning a hole in your in your britches. Yeah. Um. And I'm gonna give you. <clears throat> Yes, and I'm gonna give you um the exact example that 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 um came across my plate. Um the other day I was uh I was driving. I have two examples, but I'm gonna go with this one because it, it doesn't point anybody out. Mm-hmm. I was driving and you know, I'm a school teacher, so now my days are a little bit free. Now that my days are free, I've switched to my night schedule. So I'm going to sleep like five o'clock in the morning because I'm staying all night working because you know, me and my wife has worked out the arrangement of how we're gonna do our days. So I was driving the other day. And I was thinking to myself, hmm, I should get a night job at Walmart or Target or Publix or at a supermarket, just stocking shelves, just going, because I know they need it right now. It's high time, like, you know, go get more money, right? And then I thought to myself, you have a to-do list of like 500 things. And instead of sitting down and taking care of those things. You're trying to turn around and make yourself more busy in hopes of chasing another dollar, as opposed Mm. to sitting down, knocking out your projects that's been on your to-do list that can set you up for three or four years down the line where you're making twice as much. And that's where this whole concept of low-hanging fruit comes in to whereas we sometimes get distracted by the things that are down here and we lose sight of the big picture of what we should be doing. What are your thoughts on that? Perspective. Absolutely. And it goes together. It it does. It does. And I, and I guess that's why I wanted to, to go down that rabbit hole. So low hanging fruit, I think, you know, when you, when you told me the topic and, and just so, I don't know if we need to share this or if we should, but we don't we don't talk before we get on here. We we I we have an idea of what the topic's gonna be, but we don't talk about you know what we're gonna talk about on here. None of this is is 
pre-planned, if you will. But nonetheless, when I think about low-hanging fruit, I think about how oftentimes we act out of desperation rather than inspiration. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we make mm-hmm. swift decisions like that. What you're talking about, like, yeah, I'm up. I got this extra time. What am I going to do with it? Well, the first thought is to go low hanging fruit because we as people like to go for the easiest thing. And I think yeah. that that's also what low hanging fruit, that's, that's to me is the very definition of it. Or well, sometimes the most obvious thing. Yeah. 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 yeah the most right obvious there. thing. Yeah. yeah. Something that don't require you to think, right? To sit down and like actually dissect, dive in, be strategic. I think people lack that. Um, I think oftentimes you see people going after low-hanging fruit in their jobs, right? Mm -hmm. Their careers, they have opportunities to move up. They see that it's something that they they might want and they might even identify that they actually could be good at it. Mm -hmm. But they also see very quickly what it requires of them. Yep. And if it requires too much of them, then they're not going to, they're not going to yep. pursue it. They're not going to push for it. Yep. Another good one is comfort and complacency, low hanging fruit. You sit right there, you know, you know that it's time for you to move and step out and go in a different direction professionally, um, relationship wise, all kinds of things. But you sit in that space where you're comfortable, where it's easy and you never step out there. You, you stay with that low-hanging fruit instead of putting yourself out there and reaching up to grab that fruit that's at the top of the tree. To me, that's the real virus. Com- comfort- comfortability, complacency. I mm. think that that's the real germ, mm-hmm. right? When you think about it's so easy for one to have worked hard or have achieved some level of success and got to a certain point in their life where things are a little bit more comfortable they yeah. come easier to the person. And so therefore now they are complacent yeah. in what they're doing and they no longer continue to push and strive for more. Yeah. I think, I think low hanging fruit can also exist in the people that we interact with or that we run with. Oh yeah. Your circles, the people, the, the people you, you hang with, like, um, i once heard somewhere that if you, want to be a millionaire you get in the room and you talk to people that are millionaires you you can't you can't stay in the same bubble and expect growth like you know vicky i think you said this one time if you can't change the people around you change the people around you yeah and and, and that's that and that's that's, yeah, that's that it. like you know you sit here with when people that's not moving forward people that are not on the same wavelength as far as ambition as far as goals, as far as positivity, you know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. you're sitting there with the low hanging fruit instead of getting up, moving on, making some new friends, finding a new circle, pulling away. That doesn't mean that you disown these people, you disown your friends, but you have to be able to find a different space sometimes in order to move forward. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it's so easy to fall victim to the circles of influence. When you think about, you know, all of us who at some point had friends from back in the day, whether it be our old neighborhood, whether it be old teammates, what have you, you may have stayed connected, lost connection, got reconnected. But nonetheless, at this point, some, some point further in life, you ran back into them. One of the saddest things to see is somebody who's still doing the same stuff they was doing way back when. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. You, 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 we, we in our thirties now, you go back and you see people doing stuff we was doing in high school and they was doing it then too. Like, let me tell you this, right? So like you, I'm not going, I'm not going to reveal any names, but I'll do this example. I remember being a kid 
And in Orlando, in Orlando, there's this area, Washington Shores. Mm-hmm. Washington Shores is a neighborhood that a lot of people grew up in that neighborhood as kids, stay in that neighborhood as adults. And on this one street, and if you're from Orlando or been through this area, you know what I'm talking about. There's this one street where uh, over in Washington Shores, they play checkers and chess. There's a bunch of little tables. Mm-hmm, the, men, mm-hmm. the men will come up there, they'll meet, they'll drink, they'll have a beer, they talk, you know, they, they kick it. Yeah. They, play, they play chess, they play checkers. They're doing the same thing. And I remember being a kid, seeing that for the first time and then continuing to see that as I got older, I left, experienced life. And then I remember coming back. Yeah, I had been away for a while and came back and happened to be over there. I found myself in that same neighborhood and I looked up, I was at the light and I looked up and I remember seeing this guy and I'm like, man, his face looked familiar. And as I turned into the parking lot where the, you know, these tables sit on the edge, I remember seeing the dude that I saw when I was a kid and I said, man, that's sad. Yeah. He's still sitting in that same table in that same spot. Yeah. 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 And it's, and it's hard. It's, it's kind of hard not to be judgmental. And if people that's listening out here, we're not attempting to be judgmental or yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm trying not bashing to people. No, we're, we want you to think about it and to begin to really analyze where you are and what you need to do to get to the next level. And as but, you say, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and as you say that, I mean, we, we, I, I think, you know, being transparent, we talk about this stuff personally often yeah. a lot, and we we ripping each other up trying to make this thing move and go where you get to this next level. Yeah, because don't get me wrong, right? Not everybody's going to be great in life. Not everybody's going to want to aspire yeah. for greatness and do something with themselves. Some people feel like this is the best that I'm going to be this in life. This is the best that I can be, and, and this is the best that I'm going to do. Personally, that ain't for me. That's yeah. not the circle that I'm going to run in. That's not who I am. And, and when I think about this audience, you know, for this show, it's for anybody who wants to listen, right? I don't discourage anybody from listening, but I want people to, to, to take heed to where they are versus where they want to be. That's the key. That's, that's the key. That's what it is. That's the key. If you have any desire in your heart to be better, to be greater, to be in a different place, then yes, you need to take heed of these things. You need to avoid low hanging fruit. Yep. You need to avoid, you need to avoid people who promote negativity. You need to, you need to avoid people who promote complacency. Mm -hmm. Uh, You need to avoid people who don't encourage charity. Mm-hmm. who don't encourage charity of time, who don't encourage charity of money, who don't encourage charity of resources. Mm-hmm. Because those things, it takes it takes energy out of you to do something for somebody mm-hmm. else. It's like how you be excited for a blessing that's not for you. Yep. That takes energy. You have to you have to consciously think about that and act on that and move on that. So you got to be careful of your circles of influence. And yeah, Dress for the part that you want. You mm-hmm. want to be a millionaire? Dress like a millionaire. Dress Act like a millionaire. millionaire. Yeah. Think like a millionaire, you know? Yeah, and the other thing is you have to be willing to challenge your comfort zones mm-hmm. and be willing to step out and stretch yourself and identifying what those comfort zones are and where those spots are. So I guess I'll put it here because somebody may be saying, all right, I hear you low-hanging fruit, but what does that look like? So how do you identify those things that are the low-hanging fruit? Or what is, if you were coaching somebody personally, what would be the first steps to that? Um, 
Man, and I, I talk about this in so many variations. Uh, I think, okay, okay. First, you have to get to the root cause of the problem. Mm-hmm. You got to identify there's there's always a lot of contributing factors to why a person is in the situation that they in, but you got to get to the root cause. You got to dig and ask why. And, and and here's where I say you should start. There's, you know, remember in school, they had the five W's. Here's where I like to when I'm coaching people. Uh, here's where I like for them to start. I, I, I like for them to ask themselves questions because I believe that questions are what lead you to curiosity and allow you to dig and get below that surface level stuff. So here's the first question. First question is, who am I? Mm -hmm. I think you have to know, you have to explore that. Who are you as a person? Yeah. And and within that, you got to know what that means. I think that low hanging fruit doesn't present adversity and Mm -hmm. a lack of adversity means you'll never get exposed for what you can work on and improve. You never understand what your weaknesses are. You you actually get a false sense of reality because everything you do seems to turn to gold. Everything you touch is good. You execute and it feel like you execute mm-hmm. at a high level when really and truly you never really pushed yourself. Yep. Diamonds you know? are made in fire. Exactly. Yeah. We need the fire, right? So yep. You got to know first off who you are and what that speaks to is your character. Who are you as a person? Because that when adversity hits, you're not going to waver. You're going to always default to who you are. Second question. What can I do? Mm -hmm. I think it's important to understand what you're capable of and know that that question isn't just meant to reveal what you've already done, but it's what can I do? So it has a sense of inspiration and aspiration and 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 a sense of achievement Mm -hmm. that's yet to be reached in it what can i do and if if, meaning meaning your belief system what do you believe that you can do because i think it especially nowadays i i I talk to kids i talk to adults even who who lack for better and for greater who who don't even dream they don't even have dreams yeah 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 i think that's one of the worst things anybody can have is you don't have dreams, which means you have nothing to aspire towards, which means you will not be motivated and inspired to move forward. Yeah. You lay down and see nothing. Exactly. So you gotta, you gotta ask yourself, what can I do? Check your belief system. Then it's where am I going? Now I love this one because this one makes it more concrete. This one is about what's the destination? What's the end goal? And a lot of times in order to move forward, you have to start with the end in mind. So where am I going? Next, when will I get there? Now, this is about accountability. When will I get there? If you put a deadline on where you're going, you will ultimately, you will have to be motivated to get there by that time frame because there's an unfavorable consequence that you have to attach that. You have to attach to that. You have to say, all right, if I don't achieve this by this time, that means that I'm going to experience this unfavorable consequence. And the one thing about us as people, we implement solutions, strategies, behaviors, mindsets to avoid unfavorable behaviors. And I'll Mm -hmm. make it this simple. All of us who work for somebody else, even if we work for ourselves, have a schedule. 
Mm-hmm. And we say we got to be there on time, whatever we consider on time. So for us, who's working for somebody else's dream. Right. And when I say that, I mean, you don't own your own business. You're working for somebody else's business. You're yeah. not the owner. That means you're Talking working for somebody somewhere. else's dream. Yeah. 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 So you know that you got to show up to work on time. What happens if you don't show up to work on time? Very simple. You get fired. Get fired. Mm-hmm. So what do we do to make sure that we show up on time? Everything set alarms. Get your wife to wake you up in my case. <laughs> you know, right. whatever you got to do. And a lot of people set multiple alarms. And here's the, here's the real kicker that bothers me. I set, I set one alarm. And a lot of times I don't need an alarm. A lot of times I wake up just a few minutes before because my body been doing it for so long. Right? You just wake up. But there's the people who set multiple alarms, meaning you're predetermining the fact that you're not going to get up on the first, the second, or the third. You're giving yourself a pass. You gave yourself an out. That's deep. Think about that. That's you deep. You set multiple alarms. You you predecided. I'm gonna give myself a yeah. pass and not hold myself accountable. Yeah. You 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 set you set the end from the beginning or whatever. You just in the beginning you've already said I'm not gonna be successful at that. Well, what happens if I just know my body and I know I'm not gonna get up? That's some bull. It ain't about know know your body. That's some bull. And I tell you why. Because when it gets to that final alarm, what do you do? Go hit it again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why a lot of us end up working for a lot of people's dreams as opposed to just one or two. Yeah, you get yeah. fired and you keep saying, man, they tripping, man. I should I, I don't understand why I showed up to work. I'm doing my job. When I get here, it doesn't take me all day to do my job. Well, yeah. that's that's what happens when you work for somebody else's dream. They get to set the rules, yeah. and they say you got to be here by this time, and you got to be, be here the whole time. I don't care if it takes you two hours to do do a job that I'm telling you to be here for eight hours. Yeah. These are my rules with my dream. Yeah, nor do I care if you want to do it, partner. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't because if you don't, guess what? I, guess what I'll do? Somebody else. Somebody else. Yeah, I go find somebody <laughs> else. Next man up. Next man up. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I think. When you talk about when will I get there, right? Setting that deadline and holding yourself accountable to meeting that deadline is very crucial. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the here's the real the real kicker, right? And this is the game changer for a lot of people, and why some of the most successful people in the world are the most successful people in the world. It's the last question: um, How do I avoid low hanging fruit? I said earlier, a lot of people lack strategic planning. A lot of people lack just the ability to plan. And they say, if you fail to plan, you've in essence planned to fail. Yeah. The last question is, what do I do once I get there? And that is majorly big. Yes. Yeah. Because a lot of times you have the dream. Don't get me wrong. It's okay to dream and it's okay to have small goals, right? Incremental goals that lead up to a larger goal. But a lot of times we just have that first surface level layer of drive. I want to achieve this further. We don't have enough perspective to think beyond that because again, what can I do if I think and I believe that I can do anything I put my mind to, then for me, I set this goal by this time I got here. Mm-hmm. wavered me along the way because I know who I am and then once I get there here's what I'm doing here's mm-hmm. the next step I've already got that plan I think that's my advice for people who are trying to avoid going after low hanging fruit so the, the could you run up the questions in order again I mean I Absolutely. wrote it down because that was powerful 
Absolutely. Um, put them so in order. First, first, who am I? Mm-hmm. Next, what can I do? Next, where am I going? When will I get there? And what am I going to do when I get there? Mm, I think I think another way to avoid low-hanging fruit is I mentioned earlier, low-hanging fruit is about acting out of desperation rather than inspiration. Mm. I think a lot of that has to do with our our inherent self-preservation, right? We mm-hmm. we we get in circles in groups because it increases our chances of survival. Yeah. I think that what has to come with self-preservation is a passionate pursuit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not just not just moving forward, pursuit. Not not I'm going in this direction, but I'm talking about something that you're passionate about. It has to be attached to something. Yeah, and that's strong enough to wake you up and to keep strong you going. Strong enough to wake you up with and one. It, yes, and when it gets tough, you 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 you're able to stick it out, and you can see that that end of the road. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it speaks to your character. Nothing's gonna waver you because it's going to get tough. It, it, you said it. It's not when it. You didn't say if it gets tough. You said when, when. it gets. Tough. Oh yeah. That's that's one thing that's for sure in life. There's going to and be, that's the yeah. That's the part that I don't understand about a lot of people is like they they get so surprised that all of a sudden life got hard. Yeah. Right. They they get they get shocked that some adversity hit them, and a lot of times that has to do with they were going along their way. They figured some things out. Things were going all great, sweet and dandy, and they didn't have a plan for once they got there. They had already been comfortable and complacent. Yeah. You ever you ever read the story? The book is a short book. Who moved my cheese? Nah. Oh, you gotta read it. You gotta Who read it for my cheese. For 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 my people out there, um, if you read it, you know what I'm talking about, right? So I, I'll give the shortened version, right? The shortened version, and, and forgive me if I mess this up. Don't don't kill me in the comments too much. I'm just gonna get get the gist out, right? So who moved my cheese? If I remember correctly, there was this maze. And in this maze, they put a piece of cheese. And he had these mice. These mice were trying to find this cheese, right? And they would go through this maze every day looking for this cheese, right? They put on their running shoes and they went looking for it, right? Open one door, don't find it. Next day, open another door, don't find it. Well, one day they find the cheese, right? And I mean, it's a lot of cheese. One one mouse, his name, let's just call him Arthur and the other mouse is Frank, right? We're just going to give them names. Arthur and Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Arthur's sitting up and he's eating every day because now he keeps coming back to the cheese. He keeps finding his way through the maze. He don't get lost. He goes straight through it, right? Gets to the cheese. Next day he shows up, cheese is there. Next day he shows up, cheese is there, right? They keep doing it. Well, after about you know a month or two, some time passed, and this might be inaccurate according to the book, but Arthur Shows up, takes his shoes off. He get comfortable. He start relaxing in the place where the cheese at, right? Frank, Frank still got his shoes on. Show up the next day. Arthur gets there, he get comfortable. Kick his shoes off. He starts eating. Frank, keep his shoes on. Next day he shows up, no cheese. No cheese. And Arthur's like, where the cheese at, right? Where, where the cheese at? Arthur coming in the door already got his shoes off halfway because he know, <laughs> he expect that when he get in here, I'm kicking them off in the corner, it's going to be some cheese. 
Yeah. Well, Frank, when he walk in, Frank go, hmm, no cheese. Frank get on the mission. Why? Because Frank's mentality, he never took his his shoes off. Frank knew that one day they were going to move that cheese, but Arthur couldn't get going. Arthur stayed in that same spot hoping that they would bring the cheese back because this is where he found it before. So when he found it there, he kept going back there. He kept going back. And he kept taking off them shoes and when he, he got kept, there. Every time because he expected that cheese to be there, but Frank, Frank went looking for it. And guess what Frank did? Frank found that cheese where they moved it to. Wow. And I think that that story is so relevant to low-hanging fruit. I think that that applies to a lot of people. We get to a point in life where we get comfortable and we never think that this situation that we're in is going to change. Mm. But if you keep your shoes on, you keep that mentality going that they're going to move this cheese one day. Yeah. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready to get on that hunt and go find that cheese again. Yeah. These, these kids today, they kill me. I hear the language. I, I got to go get a bag. I got to go cop the bag. I got to secure the bag. And it's like, you're talking about securing a bag, but I see you over here comfortable with your shoes off. I know. Let me tell you what they're going to do with that bag. First off, the bag that you're chasing, that little bag that, that your perspective has, right? It, it's not much in there in the reality of it. <laughs> uh, second off, uh, you got your shoes off. They're going to move that bag. Yep. And, and this old dog going to be ready. Ready to grab the bag, you know <laughs> You know it. All right, so wrapping up this episode, we um we try to leave you with a quote or something, an idea for you to run with. And the quote that we have today, I heard it from Will Smith, but it's from somebody else. So I'm just going to go with Will Smith. And the quote is, he who says he can and he who says he can't are both usually right. So today... This year, this week, whenever you hear this episode, we want to encourage you to say that you can and to identify those low-hanging fruits and start reaching to the top of that tree and trying to grab those up there. Yeah, man. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. You're both right. Listen, subscribe, like, share, wherever you listen to us. Come back and see us again. We love you, people. Again, I'm Coach. This is my best friend, Doc. Dr. Shane Calhoun, we out.